نستعينهم ونستغفرهم ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا أيها الذين آمنوا تقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن إلا وأنتم مسلمون يا أيها الناس تقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحدة وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والأرحام إن الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا أيها الذين آمنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم أعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يتع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما أما بعد فإن أصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة البدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة بارك الله فيكم ومرحبا بكم جميعا أهلا وسهلا بثيك الله سبحانه وتعالى for allowing us to gather here in this blessed masjid, masjid al-Hadith. And may Allah Azza wa Jal reward the brothers here for their efforts and putting forth another opportunity for us to come together for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala for these gatherings gatherings that benefit us in our religion, in our religious affairs. But when we gather in one of the houses of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a means or an act of worship, ibadah. And this is what we have been created for. We have been created to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is from the acts of ibadah. Also, when we gather together, this is a means of strengthening the brotherhood in Islam. And it's important that we strive to maintain the brotherhood. And we find throughout the Quran and the Sunnah legislation which encourages brotherhood and prohibits that which can destroy the brotherhood. Another point, Barakallahu Fikum, coming to a house from the houses of Allah, it causes us to have a love for the masajid of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And as we know, one of the people who will be shaded on the day of judgment by the shade of Allah when there is no shade except for his shade is one whose heart is connected to the masjid. The topic of discussion tonight is that the truth is from Allah. And the truth comes from the Messenger, sallallahu alaihi wasallam, 
And the truth is that which the Salaf were upon. When we speak about the Haqq, the Haqq is that which comes from Allah, that which has come from the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, and that which the Salaf al-Salih they were upon. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions Al-Haq min Rabbik فَلَا تَكُمْ مِنَ الْمُمْتَرِينَ That the truth is from your Lord. So do not be amongst those who have doubts. Surah Ali Imran, verse number 60. Here in this verse, Allah Azza wa Jal establishes that the truth is from Him. Our Lord, the one who has created us, the one who provides for us, the one who arranges the affairs of the universe, the heart is from Him. And do not be from amongst those who have doubt. So the ulama, they mentioned that this verse entails that the truth is from Allah and we should not seek the truth from other than Allah. The truth is from Allah and we should not seek the truth from other than Allah. Secondly, nothing comes from Allah except for the truth. Never does falsehood come from the speech of Allah subhanahu wa Never. Everything that Allah azza wa says and informs us of is the truth. And it is not permissible, and this is the last point, it is not permissible for one to have doubt regarding that which Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has stated. Rather, one must firmly believe in what Allah Azawajal has mentioned in the Quran. One must firmly believe in that which Allah has revealed to the Prophet Sallallahu from the Sunnah. As Allah Azza wa Jal mentions, إِنَّمَا الْمُؤْمِنُونَ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا بِاللَّهِ وَرَسُولِهِ ثُمَّ لَمْ يَرْتَابُوا Surah Al-Hujurat Indeed, the believers are only those who believe in Allah and in His Messenger and then they have no doubt. They have no doubts. Allah Azza wa Jal he mentioned, Ya ayyuhan nas, Qad jaakum al-rasul bil-haq min rabbikum, fa'aminu khayran lakum. O mankind, indeed it has come to you the messenger with the truth from your Lord. Surah An-Nisa, verse number 170. Allah addresses mankind here. That the messenger has come to you, meaning the Prophet Muhammad. He has come to mankind. And this is one of the proofs that the Prophet is for all of mankind and not just for the Arab. As Allah says, Ya ayyuhan nas. O mankind. So Prophet Muhammad is for all of mankind. 
And that's one of the special characteristics of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam that Allah sent him for all of mankind, whereas the previous prophets and messengers were only sent to their respective people. So Allah mentions, indeed there has come to you the messenger with the truth from your Lord. Therefore believe, and it is better for you if you do so. Allah is commanding the people to believe. Believe in what? Believe in that truth that the messenger came with. So we are commanded by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to believe in the truth. And the truth comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. As for falsehood and following that which is falsehood, then this is the way of those who disbelieve. As Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, ذَلِكَ بِأَنَّ الَّذِينَ كَافَرُوا اتَّبَعُوا الْبَاطِلِ وَأَنَّ الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا اتَّبَعُوا الْحَقِّ مِنْ رَبِّهِمْ كَذَلِكَ يَضْرِبُ اللَّهُ لِلنَّاسِ أَمْثَالَهُمْ Surah Muhammad, verse number 3. That is because those who disbelieve, they follow that which is falsehood. And those who believe, they follow that which is the truth. From who? From their Lord. They follow that which is the truth from their Lord. And likewise, Allah, He has given for mankind the examples. So from the characteristics of those who believe, from the sifat of the mu'mineen, is that they follow the truth from their Lord. And from the sifat of the kafirin, from the characteristics of the disbelievers, they follow falsehood. So whenever a Muslim abandons the truth and he follows falsehood, he has resembled the disbelievers. And I'm not making takfir upon anyone. I'm saying the resemblance from the aspect of following falsehood. That's from the characteristics of those who disbelieve. As for the characteristics of the believers, as Allah has described them, they are the ones who follow the truth. And Allah mentions, they follow the truth. No stipulations, no conditions, no agendas. They follow the truth. Regardless who is with them or who is not with them, they follow the truth. That's from the sifat of the people of Iman. But the people who follow falsehood from amongst the Muslims, then they are resembling the ways of the disbelievers. And what did the Prophet ﷺ say? Prohibiting us from following the ways of the disbelievers that whoever imitates the people, he's from them. And the scholars, they mention that he's from them according to the extent of his resemblance of them. 
So the more the one or the person resembles the hypocrites or resembles the criminals or resembles the disbelievers, he is from them to that extent. With that being said, from these verses, we are obligated, and it is a part of Iman, a part of our faith, that we follow the truth. Whether the truth is for us or the truth is against us. If the truth comes and the truth is in one valley and we are in another valley, it is upon us to leave that valley that we are in and, and go where the truth is. Because it is better for us to follow the truth that has come from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. And this is the methodology of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. This is the methodology of Islam. That even when the truth opposes our desires, we believe and we know that that which is best for us is to submit to the truth. As for turning away from the truth, hiding the truth, Concealing the truth, being silent regarding the truth, these are things that are prohibited in Islam. For the concealment of the truth, hiding the truth, while knowing the truth, that's from the ways of the Yahud. They knew better. As Allah mentions, يَعْرِفُونَهُ كَمَا يَعْرِفُونَ أَبْنَاءَهُ They knew him, or they know him as they know their own children. Meaning the Jews know who Prophet Muhammad wasallam is as they know their own children. But did they follow him? No. They concealed that which they had with them of the truth regarding Prophet Muhammad wasallam. And we'll get to those things that cause people not to follow the truth. We have a narration. Barakallahu fikum. On the authority of Abdullah ibn Amr ibn al-As radiyallahu anhu he was one who used to write down the hadith whenever he would hear something from the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam he would write it down and he was criticized by some people and they said in the kataptu Indeed, you write everything that he says. And they said that it's possible that the Prophet ﷺ may speak when he's upset. Or other than that, Sa'adullah ibn Amr, he went to the Prophet ﷺ and he mentioned this. That the people, they criticized him for writing down what he, sallallahu alayhi, 
would say. Look at the response or the statement of the Prophet Sallallahu to him. He said, Uktub. فَوَالَّذِي نَفْسِ بِيَدِهِ لَا يَخْرُوجْ مِنْهُ إِلَّا حَقِّ وَأَشَّارَ إِلَى ثَمِهِ The Prophet Sallallahu commanded him, write. For by the one whom my soul is in his hands, nothing comes from it except for the truth. Nothing comes from it except for the truth. Meaning, that which the Prophet ﷺ conveyed to the people from the religion of Allah, all of it is the haqq. Because as Allah mentioned about the Prophet ﷺ, and he doesn't speak from his desires, the Surah Al-Najm, he doesn't speak from his desires, it is only revelation that is revealed to him. The Prophet ﷺ is infallible when it comes to what he conveyed to us from the deen of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. No mistakes. No mistakes. There are no mistakes in the Quran and there are no mistakes in the sunnah of the Prophet ﷺ. As Allah Azza wa Jal he mentioned, Indeed, we have revealed the revelation. Revelation here entails both the Quran and the Sunnah. Not just the Quran. For the Sunnah is also revelation from Allah. We have revealed the revelation and we will preserve it. We will protect it. Allah Azza wa Jal has given the promise that He will protect the revelation. This is unlike the previous scriptures where they were entrusted to the people to protect and they did not fulfill the amana. They did not fulfill that trust of protecting and preserving what Allah Azza wa Jal revealed. As some of the scribes, they would change with their hands, the words of Allah from their proper places and put their own words and say that this is from Allah. But as for the Quran, as for the Sunnah, no one will be able to do this. As Allah Azza wa has given the promise in His word that He subhanahu wa ta'ala will protect and preserve the revelation. And the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, Ala inni kitab wa mithlahu ma'a. Indeed, I have been given the book, meaning the Quran, and it's like along with it. What's similar to the Quran? The Sunnah. From what aspect? The aspect of it being revelation from Allah. So the Sunnah is also preserved. The, the, what comes from the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wa sallam is the Haqq. Look what he said to Abdullah ibn Amr. Write, for by the one who my soul is in his hands, nothing comes from it except for the haq. So one should be totally comfortable and at ease regarding that which comes from the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. 
do not have any doubt in it whatsoever. The Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam he mentioned and this is the third matter that the haq is also that which the salaf were upon. He stated in Allah La Yajmaru Hadihi al Umma ala Dolala Tinkat or Abada Indeed, Allah will never unite this nation upon misguidance. And the first of this nation, who are they? The Sahaba radiallahu anhu. Whenever the Sahaba agreed upon an affair, it is the haq, without a doubt. For the Sahaba will never unite upon misguidance. Never. And this is one of the proofs that the Khawarij were upon falsehood. And Ali bin Abi Afwan and Abdullah bin Abbas radiallahu anhumah, he used this as a proof and argument against the Khawarij when he went to them. He said, I come from the companions of the Messenger of Allah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and none of us are with you. Meaning the Sahaba were united in their stance against those Qawarij. Because no one from the Sahaba were with them. And this was a point that Abdullah bin Abbas was conveying to them to show them that that which they are upon is falsehood. Because no Sahabi was with them. So if no Sahabi was with them, that means the Sahaba were united in their stance against them. And that they were upon falsehood. And never it will, will it be possible for the Sahaba to all agree upon something that's false. That which establishes this point or this hadith from the Book of Allah is the statement of Allah in Surah An-Nisa. وَمَنْ يُشَاقَكِ الرَّسُولِ مِنْ بَعْدِ مَا تَبَيَّنَ لَهُ الْهُدَى that whoever opposes the messenger after the guidance has been made clear to him and he follows a way other than the way of the believers the believers of the Sahaba he will turn them to what he turned himself to and will burn them in hell with an evil abode Surah Nisa verse 115 Shaykh Rabia Hafidhullah Ta'ala, he stated regarding this verse, he says, فَهَذَا مِنْ أَدِلَّةِ الْإِجْمَاعِ وَمِنَ الْأَدِلَّةِ عَلَىٰ أَنَّ هَذِهِ الْأُمَّةِ لَا تَجْتَمِعْ عَلَىٰ ضَلَالًا He said, this is from the evidences of the consensus. And it is from the evidences that this nation will never unite upon misguidance. He said, كَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَمُ Just as the Prophet stated. 
He says, وَلِهَذَا فَإِنَّ أُصُولَ أَهْلَ السُّنَّةِ الْكِتَابِ وَالسُّنَّةِ وَالْإِجْمَةِ He says, so for this, indeed the foundations of Ahlul Sunnah, the book, the Sunnah, and the Ijma', the consensus. These are our three fundamental principles. Everything is to be weighed and judged according to these three matters. The Book of Allah, the Sunnah of the Prophet and the way of the Sahaba, the way of the Sahaba. Anything that is in opposition to that, it is not to be accepted. As the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, he mentioned, مَنْ عَمِلَ عَمَلًا لَيْسَ عَلَيْهِ أَمْرُونَ فَهُوَرَدْ Whoever does an action that is, that does not have our affair over it, it is rejected. A lot of times, we look at that hadith in relation to innovation. And it is applicable to innovation, without a doubt. But it's not only restricted to innovation. Anything that is not in accordance to call Allah, call a Rasul, or call a Sahaba, is rejected. Not just innovation. Anything. Anything that opposes the Quran, anything that opposes the Sunnah of the Prophet, anything that opposes that which the Sahaba were upon is rejected. Because that's the affair of ours, that's our deen. The Book of Allah, the Sunnah, and the way of the Sahaba, that's our religion. So anything that's in opposition to that, regardless whether it's a matter of innovation, a matter in fiqh that a person is in opposition to the Book, the Sunnah, and the way of the Sahaba, Anything that opposes it. This is our affair. Right? This is our deen. It is rejected. It is rejected. No matter who it comes from. And this is very important. Because sometimes, due to individuals having gone overboard in their love, for a person or people, they tend to compromise when it comes to these three affairs and they accept from that individual who they love and a love with a love that's not permissible and they accept what the person says even though it's in opposition to those three matters. So for this reason, we find that the Prophet ﷺ, he warns against extremism and going overboard in one's love for an individual. And that love is to be in moderation. Likewise, hate is to be in moderation. One must not love an individual so much that if even if the person goes against the book of Allah, the sunnah of the Prophet was telling the way of the Sahaba, you still follow the person because you love the person so much. Because you honor the person so much. You reverence the person so much. This is not permissible in Islam. 
Because that which that individual has said, or that which that individual has done, that which that individual believes, which is in opposition to those three fundamental principles, is rejected. It's rejected. We depend upon the text. And we do not give precedence to the intellect over the text. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions in Surah Al Hujurat, first verse Ya ayyuhal ladina amanu. لا تقدموا بين يدي الله ورسوله. All you who believe, do not put yourself forward before Allah and His Messenger. All you who believe, do not put yourself forward before Allah and His Messenger. Which verse was that? First verse. First verse. Who would you write? Here, the statement of Allah, all you who believe, Before mentioning, do not put yourself forward before Allah and His Messenger. This is an indication that from the characteristics of Iman is that we put Allah and His Messenger first. We don't put ourselves first. And putting ourselves first entails putting one's own quote-unquote intellectual thinking before Allah said the messenger said. That's putting yourself forward. Acting on an affair without knowledge. You have put yourself forward before Allah and His Messenger. Believing something before you know what the Quran says, what does the Sunnah say? That's putting yourself forward before Allah and His Messenger. The methodology of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah is Nastadillu thumma na'taqad. That we get the proof first, then we believe. But the way of the people of falsehood is We believe first and then we can go and get the proof. This is backwards. One of the key matters that we learn from the three fundamental principles Al-ilm, Qabal al-Qawli that knowledge precedes statement and action. We don't just say things because so-and-so said. We just take a position because this is the position of so-and-so. Where's the proof? We say we are Ahl Sunnah. This is from the fundamental principles of Ahl Sunnah. We don't speak, we don't act until we have proof. But in this day and time,
time, unfortunately, we find individuals calling the people to just follow me because I said so. Even though they don't say those actual words, but it's as if they're saying it due to their behavior. Because when you don't follow them and then you question them, then comes the threats. Do what I say, I'm going to take your name to Sheikh so-and-so. If you don't stop asking me questions, I'm going to report you. SubhanAllah, people are asking for proofs and evidences and then they get threatened with their names being taken to Sheikh so-and-so. This is the methodology of Ahl Sunnah wal Jama'ah. People have valid questions. People have concerns. People are confused. They're seeking clarity. They're threatened with being put out the masjid if they keep asking questions. People are asking for proofs. The scholars they mentioned the Ahl Sunnah Wal Jama'ah they are the people who follow the way of the Prophet Muhammad Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and they unite upon that. What is the methodology of the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam? When the people will come to him and question him about religious affairs, if the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam did not have any revelation, he didn't speak. Like the narration that mentions the man who came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and asked him, O Messenger of Allah, which place on the earth is most beloved to Allah? And the Prophet said, I don't know, I have to ask Jibreel. The Prophet Muhammad We say we are Ahl-Sunnah, we have the example. That indeed you have in the Messenger of Allah a beautiful example. Okay, here's his example. He's asked about a religious affair. He doesn't know. He said, I have to ask Jibreel. The Prophet asked Jibreel, Oh Jibreel, which place on the earth is most beloved to Allah? Jibreel said, I don't know. I have to ask Allah. The text. This is our way. A person just speaking from his desires, his whims, he has a personal view, he just runs off with his personal viewers and not based upon anything from the book and the sunnah or the way of the sahaba. It's not our way. So Jibreel received the revelation from Allah and then came back to the Prophet and informed them that the most beloved places on the earth to Allah are the masajid. Then the Prophet informed the people. Sallallahu 
How many times the people or the Jews will come to the Prophet and ask him questions? And the Prophet will not answer right away. Why? He's waiting for revelation to come. He's waiting for the revelation to come. This is a lesson and teachings for us that we don't speak from our desires regarding this deen. We, when we speak about the religion or religious affairs, proof must be present. Proofs and evidences must be present. As for this methodology of follow whatever I tell you to do and don't question me, we say to the person, the Messenger Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is the only one who is free from error in the conveyance of this religion. And with that being said, everyone else after him is prone to error. So I can't just follow you in everything that you say and not question you. Unrestricted following is only for the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu As the scholars, they mention, there's Tawheedul Mursil and Tawheedul Mursal. We make Tawheed of the one who has sent the messenger and we make Tawheed regarding the one who has been sent. Tawheed Regarding the one who sent the messenger, that's the Tawheed of Allah. We worship him alone, no partners for him. We believe that he alone is the Lord. We believe in his beautiful names and lofty attributes. That which is specific for Allah, we make for Allah alone. This is the Tawheed of Allah. And then you have the Tawheed of the one who has been sent. What is the Tawheed of the Messenger that no one has the right to be followed unrestrictedly except for the Prophet Muhammad None has the right to be worshipped except for Allah alone, they being no partners for him, and none has the right to be followed unrestrictedly except for the Prophet Muhammad Not even the greatest of the Sahaba, we follow them unrestrictedly. Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, Ali radiallahu anhum Is there anyone after them better than them? No way. These are the best of mankind after the prophets and messengers. Hear what I'm saying. These four companions, the rightly guided Khulafa, they are the best of mankind after the prophets and messengers. May Allah be pleased with them. Amen. And we don't follow them unrestrictedly in every single thing they said. And in every single thing they've done. How much more so for those after them? Especially someone in our time. Individual, subhanAllah, can barely read the book of Allah. We want to follow him in everything he says. Every single thing, every position he holds, we're going to hold. 
because his name is such and such and he's been on the Tao for a quarter of a century and other than that, okay. That doesn't make you infallible. And if one was to really investigate your 25 years, how many mistakes have you made in these 25 years? You saying you didn't make no mistakes in the 25 years? The person will not be bold to even make a statement like that. We must return back to the basics. Allah mentions, Therefore, whoever follows my guidance, he will not go astray, nor will he be miserable. What did Allah say here? Follow his guidance. Whoever, therefore, whoever follows my guidance, I mean following Allah's guidance, he will not go astray, nor will he be miserable. The guidance of Allah is the Quran. The guidance of Allah is the Sunnah. The guidance of Allah is that which the Sahaba united upon. The guidance is not every position of Sheikh so-and-so, every position of student so-and-so. That's not unrestricted guidance. Yes, as the Sheikh, he teaches what's correct. And we follow him in that. Why? Because it is in agreement with what Allah said. Not because of the name of the Sheikh or the, ge the geographic location of the Sheikh. We follow our ulama because what they teach is in accordance with the book of Allah and the sunnah of the Prophet and the way of the Sahaba. But if a scholar from amongst the scholars makes a mistake, they taught us, them, the scholars themselves taught us, don't follow them in their mistakes. We don't follow the mistake, but we still preserve the honor. And that's for anyone. That's not only specific scholars can make mistakes, but then there's other ones, they can never be wrong. Who says that? Who from the ulama has taught us that? But you find amongst those who ascribe to Amr Sunnah wa Jama'ah, that's their mentality. That every other scholar can make mistakes except for these one, two, or three scholars. <laughs> Come on, man. What scholar taught us that? Even though they will not say that verbally. Even though they do not say that verbally with those exact wordings. But the behavior of the people is that. <coughs> the behavior. And I'm not saying this is everyone. But you find people with this type of mentality. So for those who is applicable to, it's applicable to them. But when you look back at those same scholars, they don't teach that. They don't teach that they're infallible, they don't make mistakes. Every single position they take, you have to take. You do not find these scholars saying, I have never made a mistake in 25 years, so whenever I say something, it's the hot. Come on, subhan, but you have people saying that. The Sheikh hasn't been wrong for 25 years. SubhanAllah, that's a criteria. Let's just say for argument's sake, Alhamdulillah, Allah has given him tawfiq not to be wrong in 25 years. That itself is the proof that he's always right. Where is that from the religion? 
Where is that from? Call Allah, call Rasul, call a Sahaba. Where? We don't even find no statements like that for Abu Bakr, Umar, Uthman, and Ali. I mean, Allah, and they are the best of mankind after the prophets and the messengers. We don't even find those from for them. We don't find those Sahaba saying that about them. So how can it be said for someone who's after them? Sheikh Rabia Hafidhullah Ta'ala He mentions that the guarantee or the safety from misguidance and the safety from, mis from being miserable or misery is for the one who follows the guidance of Allah That's the Shaykh statement regarding that verse. That was Surah Al-Taha, verse number 123. Therefore, whoever follows my guidance, he will not go astray, nor will he be miserable. The Shaykh is saying, based upon that verse, the complete guarantee of safety from being misguided and being miserable is following the guidance of Allah. That's where you have a complete guarantee of safety. Following an individual doesn't give you complete guarantee of safety other than following the Prophet Muhammad Why? Because anyone other than him can be right or can be wrong. Like Imam Malik Taala, he stated that everyone's statement is accepted or rejected except for the one in that grave. And then he pointed to the grave of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. So what do we find the scholars they say? Al-haq la yu'araf bil-rijal walakin al-rijal yu'arafuna bil-haq. That the truth is not known by way of the men, rather the men are known by way of the truth. Don't connect the truth to men. The truth is, Allah said, the Messenger said, the Sahaba said. Do not connect the truth to following a, a specific scholar or a specific da'i or a specific student or not. The truth is not that. The truth is what has come from the book of Allah. What has come from the Sunnah of the Prophet What has come from the Sahaba Whatever is in agreement with that Is the Haq So if the scholar says That which is in agreement Alhamdulillah the Haq is with the Shaykh Or the Haq is with your wife You know more than your wife But in this situation Your wife's statement is in accordance to the book The Sunnah and the way the Sahaba The Haq is with her You're the parent Your child Says Allah, said the messenger, said the Sahaba. The, the haq is with the child. The haq is with the child. So the point is, Barakallahu is being in accordance with what Allah has revealed. Being in accordance 
to that which Allah Azza wa Jal has revealed. This is the ibrah, this is the point. This is where the consideration is given to. Not being in agreement or in accordance with a certain group of people or a certain sheikh or being down with a particular masjid and that itself guarantees that you're upon the truth. That's not correct in Islam. That's not correct in Islam. Just because you're with a certain group of people doesn't mean that you're automatically upon the truth. Infallibility is not with one masjid excluding another. And the other masjid is also from the people of the Sunnah. As one individual said about uh, a particular masjid where our brothers are, and they are from Ahl Sunnah, but said to one brother that the brothers at a particular masjid, they are the Jama'ah. The Jama'ah, Ikhwan. So the other people, they are al bidah Look at the implication of this evil statement. They are the Jama'ah. The Prophet Sallallahu he mentioned, That this nation is going to split into 73 groups. All of them in the hellfire except for one. They said, which one is that? He said, the Jama'ah. So if only that masjid is the Jama'ah, what about the other Salafi masjids? The Ahlul Bid'ah? This is what this person's speech entails. Did he mean that? Inshallah, he didn't mean that. But that statement means that. If we was to say, the brothers here in Mash Al Hadith, we are the Jama'ah. So what about the others? So that means Germantown, the Ahlul Bid'ah. Masjid Mughal uh, because we are the Jama'ah here. So you have to want to be the Jama'ah, you have to be here with us. Making a statement like that entails that whoever is not here is from Al Be careful, don't ever make statements like that. What did Abdullah bin Mas'ud said? Al Jama'ah, ma wafaq al That the Jama'ah is what agrees with the truth, even if you are by yourself. That's the Jama'ah. What agrees with what the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi and the Sahaba were upon, as one word he states, Man kana ala ma'ana alayhi ashabi, whoever is upon what me and my companions are upon today. That's the Jama'ah. So whoever fits that description, that's the Jama'ah. But to say that one group of particular brothers, they are the Jama'ah, and basically, if you're not with them, then you have opposed the Jama'at. This is Tabdir. But the brother doesn't hear me. How much time is left? Huh? No, no, no. I can't do that. <laughs> Be merciful to the people. Ourselves first and foremost.
Shaykh Rabia Hafidhullah Ta'ala he mentioned A'immatul Huda Min Fuqaha Wa Muhaddithin Wa Mufassirin Kulluhum Mujma'oon Ala Wujub Ittiba'i Muhammadin Sallallahu Alayhi Wa Sallam Wa Ta'atihi Wa Ta'asibihi Wa La Yajuzi Ahadin An Yukhalifahu Fi Shay'in Abada Ka'ina Man Kaan ولا يجوز لأحد أن يتابع من خالفه في أي أمر من الأمور دقة جل شيخ ربيع حفظ الله تعالى he mentions that the imams of guidance from the scholars of fiqh from the scholars of hadith from the scholars of tafsir all of them are united that it is obligatory to follow the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam and be obedient to him, and to pattern, pattern oneself after his guidance. And they all are in agreement that it is not permissible for anyone to oppose him, meaning oppose the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in anything, no matter who or what it may be. And it is not permissible. To follow anyone who opposes the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam in any matter, no matter what the matter may be, whether it's a small affair or a serious large affair, you can't oppose the way of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam and say, "Well, I'm following Sheikh so and so. I'm following." No, 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 no. The scholars are in agreement. This is not permissible. The scholar, why? Because the haq is with the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alaihi wasallam. The haq is not in opposing the way of the Prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam. Imam Shafi'i he said, "Ajma'at al ummah ala anna man istabanat lahu sunnah Rasulillah sallallahu alaihi wasallam lam yakun lahu an yadha'ha likauli ahdin." Al Imam Shafi'i, rahimahullah taala, he said that the ummah is in agreement that whoever the sunnah of the messenger of Allah وسلم, has become clear for him that it is not permissible for this individual to leave the sunnah for the statement of anyone. You know what Allah has stated. You know what the Prophet وسلم, stated. You know what the Sahaba were upon. You can't leave that for the statement of anybody. It's not allowed. Regardless how much you may love the person, regardless how much knowledge that person may have, regardless what status that person is upon, you can't leave the fundamental principles for the statement of that individual or the position of that individual. Allah Azza wa Jal He mentions, "Ittabi' ma uhiya ilayka min Rabbi." Follow that which has been revealed to you from your Lord. Command. Ittabi'u ma unzila ilaykum min rabbikum wa la tattabi'u min dunihi awliya. And follow that which has been revealed to you from your Lord and do not follow other than it. So many texts that we have in the Kitab and in the Sunnah where I don't, I'm, I'm stopping. So many texts we have in the kitab 
and the sunnah that commands us with following what has come from Allah because only the truth comes from Allah only the truth comes from the speech of the Prophet only the truth comes from the ijma of the Sahaba the way of the believers as for the positions of individuals they can be right they can be wrong Everything has to be measured up to those three affairs. And this is why you find Allah He mentions, and I'll end with this. Ya ayyuhalladina amnu, atiru Allah wa atiru Rasul wa ul al-amri minkum. Fa anta nazaatun fi shayin furuduhu ila Allah wa Rasul. All you who believe, obey Allah and obey the Messenger and those in authority from Allah. If you differ in anything, then refer back to Allah and the Messenger. Allah says, obey Allah. And obey the messenger and those in authority. He didn't say and obey in those in authority. Why? Because obeying those in authority is not unrestricted. Because those in authority, and some of the scholars of Tafsir, they say those in authority, these are the rulers and the scholars. Those in authority are not to be obeyed unrestrictedly. Why? Because it is possible that they may command with something that goes against what Allah has stated and the Messenger has stated. So what does Allah say? So if you differ in anything, refer it back to who? Allah and the Messenger. Did Allah say refer it back to those in the No. Because obedience to them is not unrestricted. Obedience to them is conditional upon it being in accordance to the book of Allah and the Sunnah. And when Allah says, refer back to Allah and the Messenger, a beautiful point from Sheikh al-Islam, Ibn Qayyim and Jawziyah, rahimahullah ta'ala, that Allah is not going to command us to refer back to Him and His Messenger, except that there's a solution for the problem there. This is why we have to refer back to the Kitab and the Sunnah whenever we differ. Because the solution is there in the Kitab and in the Sunnah. Not in our own personal views, our own personal positions. The Allah didn't tell us to return back to that when we differ. It's Allah says when we differ, refer back to Allah and, his, and Allah and the Messenger. Meaning refer back to the Kitab and the Sunnah because the solution is there. Perfection is there. The haq is there. So if we try to refer back to other than the Kitab and the Sunnah for the solution, we're going to fail. Inshallah Ta'ala will stop at this point. Whatever is correct, the praise is for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala alone. And whatever is incorrect, it is for myself. Subhanaka Allah Bihamdika Shadu Allah Ilaha 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 